Welcome back to the Run the Damn Ball podcast. We talk about Nebraska, college football, and everything in between. I'm your host, Daniel Magnuson. I'm here with Cutter O'Connell. Cutter is a sports media student at UNL with me. We're both graduating within the next year. Cutter, this fall, me, hopefully sometime next year. Yes, sir. Uh, Cutter, last Saturday we witnessed a 23-28 loss for Nebraska football against Purdue. Nebraska is now 3-6 and six going into the last three games of their season. Cutter, what are your thoughts on the state of the Nebraska football program, and do you have any answers? I mean, it all falls back on coaching, especially these last, you know, four to five games. Uh, not being able to finish drives, offense stalls out, uh, no changes. That's what I, that's, I think that's what the, the main problem is. I don't see any changes in anything we do. Uh, it seems like every week I could hear the same thing from Frost. Um, I don't know if there's any answers right now because I don't think we're going to make any changes with the roster or with uh, the play calls we have or anything like that defensively. Uh, Honestly, we don't even really know how good our defense is because they're on the field 38 minutes against Purdue. As a defense, how do you stay out there for 38 minutes and not get tired? And Obviously, they're going to wear down and Purdue's going to be able to put us away. Um, I think those things are some of the main reasons we're we're not being able to finish these games and and win. Our defense only gave up 21 and they lost. And it's the same thing. Like, we played Michigan State earlier this year. Defense only gave up, like, 13 or 16 points. Yeah. And, and, and like, we lost. And no first downs in the, four, in the second half. Like, no. we're, losing with the, we're losing with the best defense we've had yeah. in, like, a decade. And, and, and could considerably probably one of the best uh, defenses in the Big Ten, if you really look at it. And yeah. Who they've played and who they've stopped. Uh, I mean, you stop a potent Oklahoma offense, hold them to, what, 20? Their their least points in, like, years. Yeah, and then you go against uh, a Michigan State team who is scoring will, has the best running back. You hold him to, like, 45 yards, no first downs in the second half. His only big run was in overtime. Yeah, and then you go against Michigan and hold them. And then, you know, I think they're just tired out. And I I was talking, you know, I've been talking to a bunch of people, and I think one of the main problems is why do you want to come out on the field and try so hard when you know your offense is going to go score the ball? Like, there's no confidence in the offense to come out and score. So how are you going to come out on the field and, you know, be like, okay, we got another stop, but we're going to be on the field in, the, the, you know, three plays. So I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of problems right now. And I, there's, there's just got to be so – we got to – the bad thing is I don't know how, how much longer do you think Nebraska fans are going to hang on to this. Like, Yeah, we, we have no answers really. It's like – I mean, the thing is, man – I just had a bad feeling about the game the entire time, even when we were playing well. Yeah. Like, we're up 7-0, and our defense is playing well. We get the ball. Yep. Pick six. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then that, those are things. We can't have those. We can't have those turnovers. It just – it kill, and with, with us, we don't have any um, – we don't have any prior notion of winning games. So there's no confidence in winning. So when we make bad mistakes, people are just going to you know, get down on themselves, and it changes the whole outcome. Purdue right then had beat us. That pick six killed us. Yeah, I, I knew it was like, okay, yep. well, we went down and scored another touchdown, but then we only have a three-point lead at half. We also miss a wide-open Toure. We would have had a 10-point lead if you yep. make that reception. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that puts us up 24 to so seven. So that's like we lost out on seven points and also gave them seven points, and then second yep. half we basically sh- – Wet the bed, yep. uh, third quarter, and yep. didn't score until garbage time. Yeah, no, yeah, no ball movement whatsoever. Three so, now, there's three now, it's three now, three now, three now. I mean, and our special teams didn't look that bad, which has been a problem all year. I thought our punter uh, and changing the kicker was big. I guess there was one adjustment that we made. I don't know who that kicker is. Contreras, yeah, he, the JUCO kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he came in. He hasn't missed. A, yeah, he's been doing good. Um, our punting game, I and mean, we pinned him at the four yard line a couple times. Just it's all it's all about the offense, and I don't know if, what change you need to make there to get them yeah. rolling. Or, 
But um, Culp had like the best onside kick I've ever seen in my life. And, <laughs> and it took we, like we took like a it. miracle for yeah. Purdue to. They made like an incredible play to even like receive that. I know we, we man. I feel it. bad for Cam Taylor Brett because he should have had that, but that's tough. That's tough. So I think that we pretty much just hit on the entire game. Yeah, well, that's because there's not much to hit because it was, like you said, you come in. And the sad thing about Nebraska fans now is we come into the stadium, and we, you know it's a loud stadium. It's one of the best atmospheres in college football. But I think when you walk in there now, you're like, okay, you know, how are we going to find a way to lose today? Because that's how it seems it's been. You know, we it always has. yeah find a way to lose. We just come in and. And it's tough. It's tough. It's it's like a nightmare you can't wake up from for Nebraska fans. This is the main thing I want to talk about just from the football team. And I've been thinking about this for ever since we lost in Minnesota. Someone said this, and I it like clicked with me. And I, I think it's worth talking about uh, at length. But So we got this quarterback. He's in his fourth year starting. Yeah. And when you think about it, he has to make a critical decision unlike – 85% of our plays, if not more. Yep. Like either it's a read option or a triple option or uh, some sort of other other option play or a screen pass or just a pass in general. Yep. Or, or a design run for him. So it's like every single play, it's on him. Yep. Almost yep. every single play, unless it is a, like, we're running the ball to the running back or yep. whatever. It is, a, it is on him. And as good as he is at times, he is not good enough to win us games no. as that guy. No, huh? And that is too much to put on him for us to be a successful offense. Yeah, and that, that, shows, that shows the confidence in the coaches, I guess, of the rest of the players. Because if we're putting 85% of the you know, trust in him, and he's not proved that he can win those games, uh, and he's a well-spoken, really nice kid. Uh, and it stinks to say that, but you know, as a four-year starter, you can't be making those mistakes like that mistake, that shovel pass against Purdue, and then a couple of the other the picks. one that I mean, sailed that was and, bad. And and right now, with the spotlight being on Nebraska and the offense in general, you you just can't make those mistakes because people are just going to criticize, criticize, and criticize and criticize. So, um, but I agree with you on that. We do put a lot on his hit plate, and I wonder if that's just because we don't feel confident in our our. our um, our, our receivers or our running backs or any of our specialty guys. But I, I'm serious. I don't know. that our, our Omar Manning kid, you know, I watch him go out there, and he's beating people down the field. He's wide open. I mean, he's making plays. we got to get him the ball. we got to get Samurai Torre the ball a little bit more. That's was wide open in the end zone one play. We just and didn't bets, throw it. Yeah, those three guys. And at the beginning of the year when we played Illinois, I was wondering, I was like, what, where are these guys that we have heard about in recruiting that are supposed to be so, you know, touted? Like Xavier Betts, who we saw a couple years last year, um, Omar Manning, who has been sparing, or, you know, hasn't he's played sparingly, and Omar, or and then Torre, Samurai Torre. I mean, these guys are probably the best specialty players we've had in a long time since I've been here. It's, I mean, yeah. I've been through the Mike Riley. We obviously we all have Mike Riley. We didn't have anybody. I mean, we were really low on they recruits, had, and yeah, they had they had some good guys. We, I well, saw had, Brandon Riley at the. Uh, well, no, I'm talking about yeah, 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 no, yeah Brandon, before the game. Yeah, but he was he was a he was a Pelini recruit. But he was so. originally a walk on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't say I didn't like say who he was to his face because I was like I don't want to be weird to be like oh you're that guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like ah, no doubt. No, oh. he was good and he's still good. I think he's still in trying in the NFL. I don't know where he's at. He might be trying. He, he got cut a couple times. Yeah, I, think, but I don't know. If, I don't know. I was talking to one of my friends. I'm like, how come? And he said the same thing. How come all these Nebraska guys that uh, struggled in college? And maybe they didn't struggle. Maybe it's just we're really hard on players. But, you know, you see, like, the Searles of the world go to Minnesota and as an offensive lineman and, and start. You see, like, the Nick Gates of the world go to the New Starting. York Giants and start. You see – Farniak yeah, plays with the Cowboys. Yeah, you've seen all these guys. And, and I'm like, how, how come we have 
sometimes one of the worst offensive lines. And this year it's been way better, I think. I think we're way too hard on the offensive line because I think they've done a great job. Especially with our run concepts. When they switched it up and put Nuri as a starter, and if we would have kept Prohaska, yeah. well, because he got hurt. Yeah. Now we'll have him next year, hopefully, but... Yeah. What do you think? What do you think was the main reason the season went this way? Because I think I think there was a game or two that if we win, that if we don't make that mistake or if we punch the ball in, I think this season's a different story. Um, I think the Illinois game really hurt, but they bounced back. They yeah. win two, then they nearly beat Oklahoma. Yep. If you beat Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, you beat you beat Oklahoma. And oh, Oklahoma, man. Oklahoma came down to special teams. Really. You know what? No, I don't think it's that game. This is the game I think that that lost us the season. Northwestern, we kicked their ass. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan, we came out with like an intensity that we had not in the yeah, years. Well, yeah, that stadium was rocking. And was that fun. was that was a blast. Michigan game was the best atmosphere I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. That was that was crazy. And was that if too. we had beat Michigan, I think that we were a different team. No doubt, because I was I was right. I'm right with you on that. I think Michigan was a game that kind of. Uh, took the wind out of everybody's sails because uh, Michigan State was tough. It was and it was, but it was still a learning process. I feel like I feel like we were still trying to learn how to win. And I think the Michigan game, we came out with so much confidence and we were beating them. And like we were a better team. I think we looked better, we played better, and it was just that one mistake at the end where we fumbled. And I think if we win that game, you know, I I have a tough time seeing us lose the rest of the season. But now that we lose that game, you go to Minnesota and have a hangover. Yeah, and lose that game, and and it comes down. That came down to just it, it didn't even look like anybody had energy on the field. Not punching in from the one yard line, just those things that you can't do. And um, you know, give Minnesota credit; they look better than I thought they did. Um, maybe we made them look better, but you know, they're six and two right now. Purdue and Minnesota are both solid teams. It's just that we have more talent. Yes, and we are a better team if yep. we're playing at our best. Yep. But we don't do that. Yep, no doubt. It was like the Minnesota and Purdue game. To me, it's the same game. It is. Yeah, it's like two a teams team that's solid, but we're better than they are. It, and that's the thing I was thinking about this week. It's like you remember in the Bo Pelini era, like we never really beat the rated teams. But whenever Purdue or Minnesota yeah. came in, you were like, okay, we're gonna win this game. Like we're gonna win and we're gonna move on. Like and that's how it was. And now it's like every team that we play, I'm nervous. And there's some teams we we put away like. Uh, Early in the season, we played um, Buffalo. Buffalo, or, yeah, yeah, Buffalo, which is a good team. Like they, they won, they've won the MAC a couple times. When they came in, I was like, oh man, I didn't have much confidence. Like Same. I don't know. And then we beat them, and I'm like, okay, maybe we're starting to figure it out. And then it just seems like we haven't turned the corner. Uh, I hear a lot, a lot from Scott Frost that you know we're this close, we're this close. I just don't know how you get over that hump, and you know. They just would have won one of those games. I think oh, it would have done a lot. Yeah, it's but it confidence-wise. Yeah. The Illinois game was like, that was the worst that we will probably play all year. Yeah, I don't even count the Illinois game. I think that's not, that's, that's not that's even part of the season. Like, you just throw that one away. Because I, I think that was just like, that was, it's hard to it's hard to talk about. Cause so I th- far back. I, it's so far back. And I just think this players didn't know how to, like, it's just a, they didn't know what they were. They really, I think that, that game was huge for us. Because I don't think they knew how good we were. And then, and they still didn't. Even when we beat Buffalo. Even when we beat Fordham, which in the first half of the Fordham game, we looked bad. And I was like, this could be a long season. But then they picked it up in the second half. Then we played Buffalo, beat them. We're like, okay. And then we go to Oklahoma, and that was the biggest game of the season, I think. Uh, obviously, it That was win. our biggest game of yeah, the year. It doesn't yeah. really matter now. But that showed the players, like, hey, we're, we are good. Like, what we've been doing in the offseason, what we've been doing the last four years is working. Because uh, I've seen improvement everywhere. I mean, from the Mike Riley era to now, it is a completely different football team. But... You got to win games. Like that's just what it comes down to. It comes to. down to winning. It comes games. down to winning games, and you know we we've got to this point where we're good enough to play with these teams. But I think everybody wants to see us beat one of them or beat multiple of them, like we used to. You know. 
Yeah, I think it was a combination of losing Oklahoma, Michigan State, yeah. and Michigan, and we were competitive in yeah. all of those games. And down to the last second on all of them. That's yeah. What's tough. That's that's what it is. It's like we lost those three games to top ten teams. Yeah, Michigan may not be top ten anymore, but they're basically top ten. Like, well, they just got beat by the number six team in the country, and they're Michigan number eight. State. So yeah, yeah so it's not like they're going to be top not gonna, ten teams. Yeah, they're yeah. not, they're not going to drop far. Maybe they may be eleven, but they're not going to drop far. It's kind of like okay. Like we're gonna give Ohio State a good game this weekend because they're a good team. Yeah, and we we always come we always come out for big teams. So I don't I th- I could see it being close. I don't think we win. I think we don't have the. Yeah. I think they're just they have more talent than we do, and I think they're gonna. I mean, Nebraska's proven it. They're gonna execute better than we are. Uh, they're they at least have the track record to win games in the close you know seconds. So, yeah, no, it's gonna be a good game. I I and you know maybe this is it. Maybe this turn. Maybe this game is the one we win. It turns it around. I don't, I. But I don't know. I'm just yet to be seen. Yeah, that is yet to be seen. We could start talking about the last three games, but I want to hit on this real quick. Imagine, so we had a stretch at one point where we had three NFL running backs come through here. Yeah. Halu, Burkhead, Amir Abdullah. And we could just, Bo Pelini, like, good coach, but part of why he won so many games was because he literally was like, all right, we're just going to run the damn ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If we had run a it. running back like that, we would be a six and two team right now, or something like that. No like, doubt, because then you could rely on him. I yeah, would relied on those guys. If we could be like, okay, it's second and one. Why are we passing on second and one? I don't get our offense at all. Well, at least at least this last game, you know, we're at the one yard line. We went under center, of course. And then we, we fumble. Of course, we fumble, but uh, we still we, score on the drive. We, thank goodness. I was like, this is exactly a Nebraska. It didn't matter. End up, but. Yeah, I, yeah, we got to find a running back that can run. And, you know, that Yance kid, he's a pretty talented athlete. He's a big old boy, and I think he could be it. He just, right now, I don't think he knows the plays well enough. At least True. it seems to me. But, yeah, we were blessed with Roy Hallou Jr., uh, Rex Burkhead, and then you had one of the best Nebraska running backs of all time in Amir Abdullah come through. Uh, yeah. Stats-wise, he was one of the better ones that we've had in a long time, at least. Uh, and even before that, we had you know the first five or one of the first five star recruits in a long time was Marlon Lucky, and he we've had really good running backs come through this university, but for some reason, we have focused so much of our attention on the quarterback, like it's we run with the quarterback, we run more with the quarterback than we run with anybody else. I don't like it. Neither I do because neither do I because I, I, the fumbles, not just saying Adrian, like quarterbacks are just prone, they're not as big, and that's a beating for a quarterback to take. Gotta put some pressure off the quarterbacks, man. If we had a yeah. powerful running back, we would be a way better football team. What do you think of Ramir Johnson, though? I think he's a good running back. I think we kind of went away from the running game. Yeah, no, we have. We'll have a good four to five yard run play, and then we'll go pass. Yeah, keep running, running. the ball. Yeah, like, tire him out. Hey, if if Johnson's tired, put Yant in. Yeah, exactly. Put a, we have other running backs we can put in, and Yant he had sixty yards on six carries. That's ten had, yards and, a carry, and he had explosive runs. That's yeah. what we don't have. We haven't seen that all year. Like he he's been breaking off explosive runs, which like, is good to see. Just let our guys go. run. Yeah, run. Make them stop our runs and then pass. Yeah, because, I mean, we had four interceptions this last week, one of which was not the quarterback's fault. But yeah, if we run the ball and we take that pressure off him and we can get some touchdowns that way and then we break out the play-action pass, I mean, I think it's going to be way more open and Martinez is going to have that much pressure on him to be perfect. Because I think right now we're seeing that he, it's not that's not there. That's we're putting the, way too, too much, much pressure. on him. Yeah, way, and you have the whole state of Nebraska on his shoulders right now. I think that's, that's part of the, the problem. So, do you think we win another game this year? No, I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't. Wisconsin just beat Purdue pretty handily, regardless if that's a hangover uh, for Purdue because they just had beaten Iowa the week before, or if Wisconsin's that good. I've seen them a couple times. They, Notre Dame beat them pretty good. Uh, I've seen them get beat by a couple other teams that you know. But 
they're not the Wis- they're not the Wisconsin of old. I don't think they're not the previous four years Wisconsin, but they're still Wisconsin. And I think I just trust I trust our teams to win games. I just don't see us, That's especially a, yeah. losing to Purdue. I think this one was the backbreaker. You know how I'm asking you just like personally, if you were playing for Nebraska, how do you come out this week and practice and be? Excited about it. I feel I do. I feel bad for those players. Yeah, me too. I feel horrible. Like, how do you just be like, oh, it's another week, man? And you know, we have to come talk to the media every day and say we're this close. We're this close. And you might just be playing the hardest team on your schedule right now. Yeah, probably. Actually, probably the hardest team on the oh, talent, entire schedule. Yeah, talent wise, Ohio State. Talent wise, they're the best team on our schedule. And so, yeah, man, big game kickoff. I'm gonna be up in the. I'm gonna be doing stats for the broadcasting. Nice. Yeah. I nice. got a call this that'd morning. Be, they told me that'd be sweet. But I mean, I have a great view, but I'm not expecting a good result. No, but you expect this: the stadium will be rocking. And actually, you know, I, I I'm kind of worried about it. I I think the only reason it's going to save us this week, if it was anybody else on our schedule, I don't think that place gets full. I think it, we'd still do the the uh, sellout because people, the banks buy our tickets. But yeah, I, if it's not Ohio State, do you think if it's uh, Rutgers that comes oh, in here. Oh, if we're playing think, Rutgers, do you think people? Uh, dude, do you think people are showing up? I don't. No. I saw. I was at that Purdue game. I saw thirty to forty thousand people walk out of that stadium with ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, which I have never seen. It was bad. Never seen that. I, I left out. I left after the third interception because I just I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, we have yeah. to just. Yeah, I'm right with you. That, but that's I've I've been going to Nebraska games since I was young, probably ten, and I've never. Ever seen? I've, I haven't, didn't see that in the Callahan era. I didn't see that. They, saw, that happened in the Callahan yeah, era. I bet it did. I bet it did. But it I, definitely yeah, did. I bet it did. I just can't remember it. The Riley era definitely definitely happened towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were getting blown out sixty-two to zero though. This game was. I'm saying. I guess. I guess. In con, I should put this in context. I've never seen it happen where we were only down by uh, seven points. Yeah, we were down by 14. 11. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, it was seventeen. And everyone's like seventeen. Screw this. Yeah, seventeen to twenty-eight. It was seventeen to twenty-eight with ten minutes left. And people were walking. And out. people already knew we lost. Like that, I've never seen that. That, that was, was a bad. close game. Usually, like I've uh, Callahan era, we were losing to Kansas State seventy-two to three. Like that's different. Or like uh, in the Riley area, we, I I left at halftime of the Ohio State game because it was thirty-five to three. That was zero. terrible. So like I can understand that, but I've never seen Nebraska fans leave when we have a chance to win. We literally almost had we a almost, chance to have yeah, the ball. We almost got it back. Left. Yeah. And I was I remember being downtown watching that like wow. But that's how good the defense was. I mean, they put us in position to win our offense. We didn't. threw two picks towards the end and they still got stops for us. They still got stops. Purdue should have put that game away a long time before. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's I just think we have one of the, so Eric Chinander, man, like he's turned that whole thing around. I've said this. All right, we can get to the next topic. I've said this before. And to finish off what you were saying, we shouldn't even have scored on that first drive. We had the ball. No, that was we threw it right to him. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he dropped it. He yeah. Had it and he dropped. Fumbled we could have had yeah. a catastrophic game if that oh, had happened. But anyway, yeah. So I guess we could just jump on the coaching stuff because it's what's really on everyone's mind over the past. And I don't really have an answer because we got three more games, and then I'll probably weigh in heavily. But yeah, I've said this before, and I think I brought this up in class one time. No one like responded to it, but I literally said like, "Why don't we just make our defensive coordinator our head coach?" Oh, I'm right with you. I think that I think that's a I, if if we had to change coaches, who here's my question: Who else would want to coach here? I mean, we we fire coaches for going nine and three, and then we you know obviously we haven't done that this last one, but I I just don't see who we get to come in here. It's a big name that's as good as Eric Chinander, who's proved himself to be especially in the state. Like he's a really good defensive coordinator. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah, I think he. I mean, if we had to change coaches, but I don't know how we do that. We're paying Scott Frost five million a year. 
And How many more years does Scott Frost have? He got like two-year two extension, didn't he? So I think it's $20 million total. Yeah. And the school does not want to pay. I don't think the school has the money to do that right now. No. We have, no, we, no, we're not switching. I don't think there's any feasible way that we switch coaches. I think Scott Frost is the guy until, until his contract. He won't get an extension again, but I don't see, him, I don't see us firing him. Yeah, I and then we're. Agree. Do we want to be Texas? We already. So we're already. I'm, I'm we're sure below people, Texas. We're, well, I'm saying, do we want to? Be, uh, yeah, that we are. We're right? more cursed. Yeah, do, but do we want to be them and just keep rotating coaches, and recycling coaches, and be like, yeah, okay, no. this guy didn't fix it, this guy didn't fix it. We would never get. We've never given a guy a chance. And I guess people forget that it took Tom Osborne ten years to to turn this thing around. Well, for it was a different standard then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like kind of a Bo Pelini, as in he yeah. was only winning. 10, 9 a year, yeah. and they couldn't win the big game. Yeah, but he, he inherited a, a team that was much better. That was a national championship yeah, it was much team, better, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Bo, when Bo was fired, we didn't fire. Like, when we say we fired him, the fans didn't, like, when it was when he was fired, it was a shock. Yeah, we didn't like, want to be fired. We didn't want to be fired, no. but it was, Sean Eichhorst was a douche. Yeah, he was. I would yeah. just say that on here. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it's my podcast. He's a douche. Yeah. And he fired time. him. And Bo basically told him like "f you." Yeah. Um. And he's like, "Okay, you're fired." He's like, "Okay, good." Like Bo, yeah. Bo was happy. He's like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. Well, he was collecting a paycheck for a couple of years without doing anything, so I wouldn't be mad either. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't have to deal with us. <laughs> Nebraska fans are kind of they're pretty uh, loyal, but they're kind of crazy, especially since we haven't been good for a long time. So. Well, it's wild that we're like before the game we're three and five and the stadium is packed. Yeah, we're yeah. There's no there's no other place in the, like Nebraska, and I know that's a cliche saying, and it's getting overused. But really, the, the fans are a one. Like some of the and some of the best people you ever meet. Like they're I've talked to, when you go down to the bars after and you have a drink with some of the other fans. Like I was talking to a Purdue guy, he's like, yeah, people are buying my drinks, and like we have nothing like this in Purdue and La, West Lafayette. You know, it's like, but how do we get winning? Because I I can tell you this. If we start winning games and we have a chance to be in a really big bowl game or the national championship, this place is going to be destroyed. There's buildings going to go down. Like, this place will be rocking. Man. Oh, my gosh. Think about it. Think in your lifetime if we ever have that chance, which right now it's hard to even think about. But, dude, I, after that, if that if we would have won that Michigan game, this would be a good, uh, fat, like, a determinator. If we would have won that Michigan game, Lincoln would have had – the most like it would have been nuts everywhere, dude. It everywhere. would have been the town would have like not functioned for a couple days. No, it would have been like Vegas. People were going to bed till like six in the morning. And I would have been, been up till like five a.m. if we had beat Michigan. Yeah, and I honestly think the goalposts were going down. Like there, it was going to get stormed. Like that, it was going to be crazy. I remember walking home from that game, and one of the uh, field workers like told us we were prepared for you guys to storm the field. Yeah, it was. Like, gonna, it was going to be nuts. Uh, it would have been the coolest thing ever. So I think if we if that's and that's. Us not even being in a winning record. Think if we're beating teams like that with a winning record and we have a chance to go to the national championship. I'm just saying, Lincoln's going to be destroyed. It's going to be nuts. If Nebraska ever gets even close, if we get to a Big Ten championship and win that, or oh, man. like yeah. that, just even winning a conference championship, like the the town would explode. Yep, no doubt. And if we ever even got close to where we once were, yeah, we would. It would be insane because we've been down for we've been down bad, down for bad for way a long too long time. Yeah, long time. And, the, and, you know, not to get off topic, but when Frank Solich retired from Ohio, I was really hoping that Nebraska would try and hire him on our staff just to get rid of the Solich curse, just to get rid of the curse that we have. You know what I think we need to do? Frost needs to walk on the field with the cat. <laughs> yeah, do the faux Pelini. Yeah, he needs get, to do that. We need to have something. He's a, he's a strange dude to watch when he coaches. 
he doesn't show a lot of emotion, Scott Frost. You know? Do you ever notice that? He seems like he's... He just I think that's kind of like a Nebraskan trait, though. Yeah, well, yeah, Tom Osborne was a lot like that, and then we but we saw Bo Pelini be a lot different. He was more. Uh, I love Bo for that because that's yeah, how see, I am. Yeah, me too. I, like I, as a player, I want to see some fire. Like I want to see you are just as invested in this. I'm sure Scott Frost is, and he shows in a different way. We have different personalities, but sometimes, especially now, like we're losing. I think he needs to be in people's faces and and doing the things that get people pumped up and and basically saying, "I'm on your back," but we need to get you going. Like we have to make these plays instead of saying. You know, oh, well, we need to make these plays to win games, and we're just not – they're making one more play than we are. It's, it gets repetitive and seems like it's just he doesn't have any answers. I think that's the scariest thing because I don't know if he does. He do, Well, he doesn't have any answers. And I I don't know whether, like, he's just not that good of a coach or his assistants aren't as good as they panned out to be or if off the field, like, rumors are getting in the way of him. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's that's also an issue for sure. I don't know, like, I've had sources tell me, like, there definitely are truth to some rumors. Then I've had sources tell me, like, no, they're not true. I don't care. Yeah, no, Because no literally does. the only yeah. thing that matters, yeah, winning and games. we can close out this whole topic, like, it's, it doesn't matter. You could go 0-12 and lose every game by, like, a couple points. You still went 0-12. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were close? Well, you're consistently losing. Yep. It's, what, it's what you're doing consistently is what matters, and we're consistently losing, and so that's what... It's come down to, yeah. and like whether or not he pans out with the next couple of years, it's going to come down to winning and losing. Yeah, no, it always does. And I think he's like 0 19 in close games, which is incredible. I think he's like five one, and, one score games or something like he's that. He's like five and 15 or 17 or something like that. Yeah, yeah as a like, so his he wins like record. one fourth of his close games. Yeah, as I mean, coach, that's, that's uh, and a lot of those one score games is all coaching, I think. When we were up 17 14 in the third quarter and we'd come out slow and defense playing fine, but the offense is like. Yeah, nothing. I remember like looking at the scoreboard, like we had the lead, and someone's like, "Oh dang!" It didn't feel like it. Yeah, it didn't feel like it at all. I literally sitting there, I'm like, "Gosh, this feels like we're getting beat and we're winning." I don't know how that how that works. <laughs> it's our trust. It's our trust of Nebraska football, which is sad. Yeah, I don't know if we can say much more. Yeah, no, not really. Nebraska ball is looking good. Yeah, they beat Colorado. Uh, eighty-two to fifty. Wait, sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I might. was on the radio for the game, but yeah. it actually wasn't. The radio wasn't working for some reason. The student radio. Oh yeah. But I have a recording of nice. me calling the game. Hey, there you go. So that was fun. You talk to yourself all day. Uh, yeah. Well, me and another guy. There you go. Uh, so shout out, Peyton. I always, I always tell people though, with you know, everybody's pretty psyched out about the five star Bryce McGowan's. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time for guys like that to develop. So don't, don't be too. Harsh on him for a little bit. He's not going to be the best player. The biggest signing, the biggest transfer that, or thing that we did this offseason was going to get the Arizona State point guard. Alonzo Verge is, is really smooth. fast. He's really fast, really smooth. smooth great pass. High energy. Made someone High fall IQ. on their butt yesterday. Yeah. Got a layup. Um, yeah, our basketball team, Wilhelm's a baller, too. He's a four-year starter in California high school. Yeah. Uh, he was pulling up from three. And just draining yep. them and staring down the opposing center, it was awesome. Yeah, we got some. We got some guys that you can actually look at and be like, these are these are real hoopers. We got hoopers on real our hoopers. team, and we got rid of that toxic dude, Teddy Allen. And so, yeah, that kid was never. He was, uh, yeah, he's something. <laughs> he's something. That's all I can say. I don't know if I would want to be on his team. I, maybe I should have just call him out. He was a good basketball player, but he's not a good team player. That's yeah. why. That's why. That's why yeah. he's gone. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. And that's why I think Hoiberg's gonna be good for this team. Uh, and I. The Bill Moose, I know, I don't know why all how that went down with him, but I'm glad that he was able to hire the baseball coach and Fred Hoiberg, Will Bolt, uh-huh. and then Fred Hoiberg, and then that's the only thing that Scott Frost. 
That's the only thing that Moose did well. I've heard that Bill Moose was, like, never in Lincoln. No, yeah, he was living on his Montana ranch or something. Yeah, he was yeah. never here. Yeah. And, and when he was here, he'd just get hammered at the Haymarket bars. What a guy. And, what so, a, what a and so eventually they were, like, at their little, like, board meeting like, over the summer. Legend. And they were like, what has Bill Moose done? And Frost has probably been, like, filling in for, like, all the crap yeah, he isn't doing. And they're like, yeah, we're firing him. Yeah. But we're, but we're like, we're letting him go, but we're firing him. Yeah, I, I think it was a PR move to get him here. I'm sure he didn't do a lot. I'm sure he did. Wasn't. Even, I'm sure he's a part of the hirings and stuff. But I think it was a PR move because he had done such a good job at Washington State, and we've had such a mess at AD with Sean Eichhorst and a couple other people that I think it was a PR move. Be like, let's get somebody in here that's done it, that's uh, uh, reputable, and that has a good reputation, and just let him do it for a couple of years and move on. I so, don't actually think I was supposed to talk about him getting hammered at the bars. Well, you did. <laughs> I actually just realizing that I well, it's not, not like he's sixty some years old. He can get he can get hammered at the bars. I mean, who cares? That's true. It's, that's a, true. it's not like he was clocked in or something. He was just down there. You never know. It was after hours, folks. It was after hours. You know when people tell you something, they're like, "You can't share this." Who's telling you you can't share that? Uh, There's higher sources. Around I'm, here, all I'm gonna say is that he's been on the podcast. Oh, Bill Moose has been on the podcast. No, no, no. Oh. The guy who told me that. Oh, about Bill Moose. okay, 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 okay. I was gonna say that's dope. If Bill Moose saw the podcast, that'd be hilarious. It would be. You'd ask him about getting hammered at the bars. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, but actually, like Adrian's uh, dad DM'd me last week and was like, hey, let's like get those stickers. Let's get some, uh, give me a sticker and then we can have a cigar. And I was like, well, I don't smoke cigars, but we can get some beers. So like, there you go. That's dope. He told me that that's he cool. told me, like, yeah, I might, I might message you back and give me one of those stickers and. I think I might actually have beers with Adrian's dad this week. That's pretty sweet. Which is completely random. And that is random. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know his name. Like, I just saw he was following me around the name <laughs> on Twitter, and then he DM'd me, like, hey, I need one of those stickers. And I'm like, wait. I saw his profile picture. I'm like, yeah, th- I mean, his name's Tony Martinez. I'm like, okay. That makes sense, yeah. This is Adrian's dad. It's like his profile picture. I'm like, okay. That's dope. Um, maybe I will. Hopefully. You better get him more than a sticker. You better get him a bo- one of those hats. Oh. You better get one of those hats made for me too, man. Those are sweet hats. I'm. I was talking to somebody about making my own. I need to get. I need to do that. Yeah, those are sweet. Uh, anyway, but basketball. Hopefully, we have a good season. It looks like we're gonna beat um, most of the teams in our non-conference because we got a bunch of cupcakes. Hopefully, we can do a bubble team, make a tournament. But we'll see. Best, yeah. Well, best team we'll have in basketball in a long I'd time. I'd love to see him in the tournament. That'd be sweet. That'd be sick, especially after this football season. We really need some. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't keep hanging my hat on the bowling team. As much as I love watching them, I, I just can't keep – that can't be my source of pride around here, winning national championships in bowling. Yeah, I don't even think about bowling. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, but that's what we're good at. That's volleyball and bowling, baby. Bowling, like, that, I can't even talk about bowling. It doesn't make money. I know. Well, that's what, But that's what I'm saying. That's what we win in. So I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, also, the sticker that I'm talking about, the Run the Damn Ball sticker is made by Triple B's Printing. Uh, they make awesome Nebraska merch and shirts and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I had to give them a shout out real quick because they sent me that. I love um, it. Yeah. But that's everything. Thanks for coming on, Cutter. No doubt. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Until next time, Run the Damn Ball. I love it.